and this week's episode is brought to you by Phone Valley. Whether you're an iPhone guy or an Android guy, Phone Valley has recovered for our new phone with their new unboxed smartphones. It's much cheaper than buying from the official stores, and all phones are unlocked and original. But that's not all. Phone Valley offers money transfer for all around the world, including Pakistan, as well as foreign currency exchange, including euros, and they even offer a travel agency for tickets to Pakistan. As they're an essential service, they're open right now during lockdown. So for all your needs, head down to Phone Valley at 147 Allison Street, Govan Hill, Glasgow. Now on to the show. A Samosa with Seth podcast, the spiciest podcast around. <laughs> yeah, boy. It's looking spicy. Hello, and welcome back to A Samosa with Seth. I'm your host, Seth, and today we have a very special guest. The one, the only... Shamila Irum Zaman. Welcome, Shamila. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the podcast. Thanks for coming on. It's been a long time coming. You were supposed to be the guest last week, but yeah. you were you were low-key dying and you sounded like you've been choked out. <laughs> okay. I, I, okay, yeah, I sounded like an old man because like, my throat was sore and that. It wasn't corona. But yeah, you, the time you rang me when you heard my voice, I had just woken up from a nap as well. So that's why I sounded like an old man. I'm glad we're doing this, like, not in the same room, because are you sure you don't have some, some shit going on? Nah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I feel better now. Like, look at me. I'm, right, I'm alive. Okay. As always, I'll start the episode with how I met the person and my first impressions. Oh. How I met you was kind of weird, right? So, Keris, Keris is mm-hmm. your flatmate. Yeah. She put a picture on her story wishing happy birthday. Yeah. And I jokingly said, are you cheating on me? Insinuating that she can only have one brown friend. And <laughs> and she was like, oh, that's Shamila. She's really nice. She's, you should get to know her. She has not really any brown friends here. And then I was yeah, like, man. shit, man. I sort of feel sorry for her, you know, she seems, sounds kind of lonely. <laughs> I was so, very lonely until you came. <laughs> so then I followed you, and then this brings the first initial impression. So I looked at your page, right, and I was like, what kind of brown person is she? And you have a picture where you're holding a glass of oh. some drink. At the time, I didn't know what it was. So I was I was with my mate. At the time, we just went like a nice winter walk, and I was like, "Yo, man, do you think this is alcohol?" And he looked at it and he's like, "No, it's not alcohol. Sorry." Wait, I'm I know it. what picture you're on about. I'll show. I'll show. What was in the drink? Yeah. Tell what was in the drink? It was vimto with blueberries in it. Oh. So it wasn't alcohol at all. You sure about that? Yeah, I'm sure, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm a, I'm a good girl. I can tell you that right now. So after a meal, was like, you know what? No, it's not. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'll pat it up, okay? <clears throat> <laughs> I'll, leave, I'll leave what I said for your side of the story, right? But I hit you up, and you were like, you seemed very nice. and mm-hmm. But I was a bit uh, I was a bit caught off guard because you seemed too nice for a brown girl. You know what I mean? What do you mean too nice for a brown girl? Usually when... <laughs> In the past, when I've ran- <laughs> as bad as it sounds, when I've randomly messaged a brown girl, which doesn't happen often, right? Let me preface this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't happen often, yeah. 
No, man, I'm a good love boy. I'm a love boy, sir. Uh, they mm-hmm. usually are standoffish and uh, passive-aggressive somewhat. And mm-hmm. you were like that. So I was like, is she nice or is she too nice? You know what I mean? I was uh, sort of like, there must be something underlying here. There must be some secret shit. She's not, like, showed her true colours. But then, that never happened. You were a nice person. Then for the second... Oh, first impression you sent me a voice note right and it was yeah. like <laughs> i don't know if i can even try your voice what do you mean? <laughs> so i told you to listen to the podcast or something like that mm-hmm. and then you're like cuss me bro i listened to the podcast i really liked it especially the one with you and your sister and <laughs> you and your mate hamza and i was caught off guard by the accent I was like what what's this it sounded English yeah my accent's weird it sounded Scottish but intrigued me it was like oh there's a mystery here what's going on here is this girl putting on an accent is she like what's going on but uh, yeah then I found out more and then that is your normal accent yeah then for the (laughs) that's a lot of first impressions but that's real you can have several first impressions isn't it yeah. What about like when you first actually saw me in person? Oh, that's what I was going into next, right? <clears throat> so when I first saw you, nothing like nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Until <laughs> until what? <laughs> until I made eye contact with you, I was thrown so off guard. Yeah. What do you mean? Your eyes. You have hazel eyes. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it gets so awkward when people mention my eyes. I am so awkward. I can't help it. So I was like, shit, man. And I didn't expect that. Really? Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. Caught me off guard and just, yeah. But you'd seen my pictures, though. Aye, but like, you no. my pictures. Girls always Did you them. think they were, like, contacts or something? Yeah, like, girls always using contacts or some filters and shit. You don't know what to believe these days. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of catfishes out there. And, uh, yeah, your eyes, I was like, whoa. But then after that, getting to actually know you, wait, I'll, say, I'll save your first, you, you say your first impression of me. My first impression? First impression of wow. questions. Okay, so like the first impression that I got of you was also like you messaged me and you were, what, what did you say? You are like, hey, my name's Seth and Keris told me you need more brown mates um, and I just happened to be brown. And I was like, <laughs> when I saw that notification on my phone, I was like, I just started laughing. I was like, okay, this guy's already like trying to have fun here. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I was like, okay, first straight off the guy's like a joker. <laughs> and then I think we just kept talking and talking. Like mm-hmm. whatever we said, it it wasn't like a serious combo. We didn't mm-hmm. we never started with this. No, we actually no, we got deep straight away. That's what you I like to get, get deep. Deep straight away. I do like no like basic like surface level shit. Yeah, like we just got down to it. We were just like, okay, tell me. He was like, tell me about your life. And I was like, oh, that's a deep question. You want to know about my life? And then we ended up like, what, video calling? No, you tried, you tried Insta calling me. <laughs> you don't <laughs> like, expose me, man, like that. <laughs> so basically, you tried calling me on Instagram. I remember because I was back home with mm-hmm. my family and I was 
sat in the living room like chilling and then all I see is like my phone vibrating like this instant notification coming up saying that Samosa was said what's the video Samosa call sauce, like, get it right. this guy wants to sorry Samosa with sauce wants the video call and then I was like um I was too scared to actually video call so I basically bullshitted saying that my wi-fi was shit so I was like um like I'll be like oh just call me on my number because um my internet's crap so that's why we done normal call instead of video calls <laughs> so yeah <laughs> I was taken aback I was like whoa this guy's got confidence he's already trying to video call <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and then when i saw you in person right because me what was it me you and keris went mm-hmm. for a walk mm-hmm. and um that was a nice walk when i walked out the building all i saw was this guy this bright green red <laughs> jumper with his jordans i was like that was his little fashionista walking through i felt like a right bum standing next to you <laughs> And then instantly you were like chatting away. I was like, flipping hell, this guy's like <laughs> talking and talking. <laughs> but so yeah, good. I was like, this guy's like a fun guy. You were so fun to be around. Another Appreciate that. So from first impression to actually getting to know me, what changed? Uh-huh. What stayed the same? And um, what did you get wrong? What did you get right? So what do you mean like... What stayed the same about you and what changed about you? What did you realise? Or like you may have thought at first but then was wrong? Or assumptions you may have made that were right? I'm not going to lie. I know this is so bad, but before I actually met you, right, when Kerry said, oh yeah, he's like, uh, I know this guy called Steph, he's on the course. And then I was like, instantly, I was like, he's going to be a fuck boy. (laughs) <laughs> instantly I thought you were going to be a fuck boy no not even going to lie what, 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 what gave each, you that idea uh, no ever since I've moved to Glasgow each guy that's approached me has always been like that I think that's and I'm not saying all boys in Glasgow are like that then it says more about but, yeah. me yeah that's what you thought about me but no, no, like, then that's... I was like <laughs> that means no that shows that you mainly associate with them <laughs> does it not no, that's all you I mean? don't, I don't. No, I've not met them. They just try, like, obviously you get a message here and there and then you can just tell instantly this guy's a fuckboy and then you just, like, get away from me. That is why I purposely made it light-hearted. I don't want to be, like, fucking, you're lonely. <laughs> <laughs> not lonely in that sense. Not lonely in that sense. But yeah. So you were wrong about that then, I assume you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, 100% wrong. <laughs> good, good. For you, uh, I sort of felt instantly like I felt like I'd known you for a long time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Strangely, I felt very comfortable around you, despite not even knowing you for that long. Honestly, you bring like some non-judgmental energy, which I feel I could just say or do whatever I wanted. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, when I'm comfortable around people, I let out my weird side, so I was able to like mm. give you mukbangs and shit. <laughs> I remember that FaceTime. You were like, you called me and you're like, you want a mukbang? And I'm like, all right. <laughs> it was just you making a flipping toasty. It took you about 40 minutes. To no, like, like for, the, for the listener, uh made like a TV show, basically. It was like, <laughs> it was a cooking show where I made grilled cheese tomato sandwich. And yeah, then I ate. Tell them how you say the cheese name. So it was Red Leicester. 
think it's Leicester. You, Leicester. you kept saying Red Leicester. You kept saying Red Leicester. Leicester, and I was like, it's Leicester. Ah, uh, but like, come on, man. I can't take it. I can't take whatever you say is fact. Listen to your accent, man. It's totally different. You say stuff differently. Yeah, say it again. I can't help it. I can't say help again. it. Again. Yeah, there. That's all you need, you know. So tell me, speaking of accent, where are you from? Uh, well, what, like from back home or from in Scotland? Scotland. You don't get that deep, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so I'm from Annan. Uh, it's on the borders of Scotland and England. So, yeah, that's why my accent's a bit weird. It's not, like, thick Scottish accent. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm from. I'm from a tiny little town. What's your, what's your family situation like? My family situation. So, uh, back home, it's normally just me and my mum and dad. And then, obviously, I moved out. Um, but then I've got three older siblings, so I'm the youngest of them all. So, oh, my elder sister. Youngest? You do, give youngest? That young, you do give that youngest energy. I always have really? a theory. You can pick up on someone when they're the youngest. You have a more of a carefree attitude. I feel I have it. And I can what do you mean you. carefree attitude, though? They're not as mean? uptight. Let's see if you're the oldest. You need mm-hmm. to look after every, everyone. So you've got that, True. like, stress on you. But if you're the youngest, you're chilling. Nah, I would say, like, my sister, she's the eldest of us all. And she, because she lived out, from the age of 18, she had lived out. She lived in Edinburgh up until the age of 26 and 27, sorry, and she got married and moved in with her husband, obviously. Um, so, yeah, she she did look after us, but she always, she wasn't that stressed out. Do you know what I mean? About looking after the family and that. Yeah, that's she knew she could. My stress, stress, you know what I mean? But I mean, they have uh-huh. to, you know, they have to take charge when parents don't take charge. Like, set, set like, a standard, do you know what I mean? Like, be a role model in that yeah, sense. Yeah, Um... Yeah, I get what you mean. But I feel like you see with Asian parents, like, they start comparing. So, like, my sister, when she graduated, they were like, to the rest of us, they're like, okay, you need to do better than that now. And I was like, this girl almost graduated with a first. She got a 2-1, but she just almost got a first. And I was like, mate, I'd be lucky if I just scraped a 2-2. So I was like, mom, don't set high standards for me. So, yeah. Do you feel like you live in her shadow? Uh, okay we're getting beat now okay so, so I'm not gonna lie like I do kind of feel like I'm the odd one out in the family and what do you know what I mean like like all my siblings so my sister and my other brother Hassan he they both studied business and management then my other brother, Gummer, he's doing, like, computing science. And then there's me who's doing digital film production. So they're doing all these, like, crazy courses. And then there's me who's just sat there in film school. And then you kind of do feel like, okay, I'm a bit, you know, the odd one out. Yeah. Like, I'm the creative kid and they're, like, all business minds. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm, like, pushed back into the shadow a bit. <laughs> That's a shame. It's a weird one. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. You spoke of your siblings. What's your mm-hmm. relationships like with them? Um, 
so because my siblings all moved out for uni and they didn't move back uh, my sister moved out when I was quite young I was eight years old so my relationship with her is good alhamdulillah but it only got good because we kind of appreciated each other more and valued that time more that we had together when we would see each other like we wouldn't see each other for four months and then we'd like spend two days together and that was it and I think we became closer because of that like same with my brothers as well um even though we don't see each other much we like value that time we have yeah we have like our arguments I argue with my brothers more than I do with my sister because you know sisters bond differently um but at the same time like our, our relationship is good I wouldn't say we've had like crazy crazy um arguments to separate us in that sense when you told me you were the youngest and because you're a girl I thought you were going to be like the, the spoiled little princess no I'm not I'm really not <laughs> I feel like we have a similar upbringing in regards mm-hmm. to the areas that we grew up in tell me about mm-hmm. the place about Annan yeah so it was well we were the only Pakistani family uh, and the only Muslims for quite a long time. So I basically went to a Catholic primary school, which was so very, Asians very awkward. They went to Catholic It was schools. so awkward. Like, you're just like this little packy kid in this room with all these white kids, and you're just like, uh, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, when they would do like their lunchtime prayers and they mm. would say, Amen. I always used to say, Amen at the end. I would always say Amin, and I was like, yeah, it's still their prayer, but I'd be like saying Amin, and they'd hear me, and they'd, like, they'd be like, it's Amen. I'm like, um, okay, but you I want to say Amin. <laughs> you you want to fight? <laughs> yeah, so even in high school, um, it was mainly Gori. Um, White people. There was, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what that means. There was, there was a few, like, Sikhs in that, but I didn't really chill with them. Because they were, like, in different years compared to me. Did you always feel a sense of, I'm different? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think it's people kind of made it obvious to kind of make me different in that sense. Mm. Like, they'd always ask me, like, I had this friend. You know, at lunchtime in the canteen, you get these um, bacon rolls. So she'd like come stand next to me and I'd be moving away and she'd be like, uh, she's like, why do you keep moving away from me? And I was like, because you're munching that bacon roll and it bogs. And she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that you're a Muslim. And I'm like, yeah, they, they kind of like, like, I don't know how to explain it because it's an awkward thing. Like I would move away and then they deliberately. It's they such a weird thing to explain. Antagonize you with it. Yeah, they try to like antagonize me with it. Even though they would be like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I was like, you clearly didn't forget. You you always talk about it. You're always like, oh, so why do you go, um, why do you people, like, not eat and drink for 30 days? And I'm like, it's called Ramadan, you know. <laughs> They'd always ask me these type of questions on the daily. That's always the So I was like, you clearly didn't forget. What? Um, that's always the struggle in being Muslim uh, mm-hmm. with yeah. no one there. But there's definitely, I don't feel really like that sorry. Uh, different like I knew no I knew I was different but they never were like ah, yeah. you're a fucking baggy boy you know what I mean <laughs> but growing up being different 
how did you make friends? What kind of friends did you have? How did you they influence you? Um, for me, making friends was hard in school. Really, really hard. I was a bit of the odd one out, obviously. So even when it came to like social skills, I wasn't confident at all. See, I find that I think that's surprising because right now my view you as you seem somewhat of an extrovert mm-hmm. well because there's another thing like I was diagnosed with OCD at the age of 13 so that played a huge factor in it um so yeah but like when I would go to school like in the first year of high school all the friends I had in primary school kind of like we all kind of spread out we didn't really like keep in contact mm-hmm. even though we went to the same high school um they just kind of spread it out and done their own thing. So I bas- I had like one or two mates, but I wouldn't, I kind of just felt like I was like just there. Like we weren't mates. You were kind of there. Do you friends mean? because you've seen each other every day instead of like by choice? Yeah, just because we'd be like in the same classes and we'd just constantly see each other. You so never- that's why it was like up until like third year. And then I finally kind of got a group of friends, but you could tell that, they didn't enjoy having me around and they always used to put me down as well so I could tell they they weren't a huge fan of me. In what regards would they put you down? So basically like as an example we had a test in RE and um, we got our results back and the girl goes she was complaining because she got like 11 out of 20 and then she was like oh Shmile how much did you get and I was like oh I got like 14 or 15 out of 20. And she was like, oh, my God, how did you get that many? And I only got this many. Like, basically saying that I wasn't smart enough. And I was like, okay, you're putting me down. Clearly, you're you're the dumbass here because you only got 11. And she revised for it. I didn't even revise. (laughs) Flex. Did you ever get, like, properly bullied? Um, Not really. Not directly to my face. But, you know, like, they would like push it on like Facebook about Muslims and that. I remember this girl um put something on Facebook about Muslims and how they need to be punched in the face and she's like, Oh, if I ever see a Muslim walking about I'm gonna punch them in the face. You knew this and I was girl like, personally? You see me around No, she was in my classes, right? And I was like, You see me every day at school. I'm a Muslim, you've not punched me yet. I was like, You've definitely not got you're definitely not living up to what you're saying here. So, yeah, it was indirect comments and that about Muslims and that. And people, for there were some people in my school that kind of thought I was Sikh because we had more Sikh people. So they would say, like, racist shit about Muslims around me and they didn't realise and I'd chat back. I was like, what are you on about? I'm Muslim right here and you saying that I need to go die. So if you want me dead, kill me right now or something. Like, I'm not the type of person to, like, sit back and take it. I'll speak up. But I speak up in a very sarcastic manner. I was like, okay, if you want me dead, come me now. That's bang, man. Did you ever yeah. get into any fights? No. No? I went that far. That's surprising. No, no, no. Considering you threatened to fight me the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I threatened to fight you for a reason. I wasn't actually going to fight you, though. You mentioned your sister moving away when mm-hmm. you were young and such. Now you told me recently she was going to have a child. Mm-hmm. Marshall yeah, she's going to have a wee baby. Congratulations. Can't wait. Gonna be you be uh, a Kala. And you, you, yeah, I'm going to be a Kala. And you have what? How many nieces and nephews? 
we'll have six in total of like all of them collectively. But I have uh-huh. two nephews, mm-hmm. four nieces. Damn, so the nieces are overpowering. Um, so yeah, you've definitely got experience. So give me some tips because I have no idea what I'm doing. I've been an uncle almost for 10 years. Oh, but sure. I'll get real with you. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. a long time, I was a terrible uncle. In what sense do you mean terrible uncles? <laughs> like, did up. you just not really care? or? I not cared about them, but I just wasn't really nice to them. Like, I was never, like, fucking bang out nasty. But mm-hmm. I was I was a teenager. And when you're a teenager, mm-hmm. you're going through your teenager angst, you know? You're going through yeah. your shit. And I was just never fully appreciated them at the time. And they would had the... <laughs> had uh maybe a short temper and I also think I had like a lack of patience and I wasn't good generally with kids like mm-hmm. <laughs> um I, on two occasions with my first nephew my first niece they both definitely fell off my bed and bashed the head at one point you know I mean that happened really? two different occasions I oh got shouted at I wasn't that careful with I, I was careful like holding them but I didn't really mm-hmm. look after them well. But once I got older, you generally just have more sense of things. You yeah. you understand what a kid wants, a kid needs. You have more mm-hmm. patience and you don't wanna you don't feel like smacking them about. Not that I'd ever smack them about, but you you understand more. When it comes to you being a, a colour, a good auntie, mm-hmm. I suggest just give them the kid time. Which may be hard if yeah. you're not actually seeing them that often. Because you just do live in totally different places. Mm-hmm. You get me? Yeah. What kind of worries do you have? What kind of trepidations? How do you feel about becoming a nanny? The thing is, right, because like, I'm the youngest in the family, everyone still sees me as a kid. Even though I'm like 21, they still see me as this little kid. Right? So I'm just like, because I've been set as like this little kid, are they gonna like let me have like much responsibility when it comes to like my nieces and nephews? Most definitely, like a twenty-one-year-old could have mm. hypothetically their own child, even though they might not see you, like possibly of that capability. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, they will. So when I was thirteen, I was carrying my little cousin down the steps, and. We were like near the last two steps and I slipped, right? Because uh, of the baby gate, right? And um, she didn't fall like onto the ground, but she hit her head off the banister. And then I was like, shit. And then all you can hear is like my auntie and my mom running down the steps to like grab the baby. And then I, I'm getting told off. So ever since then, I've had this fear of holding babies and like little kids because I'm scared that I'm going to drop them. Even though I'm like, older and stronger now to hold this kid I just still have this fear did they just start greeting yeah just start greeting each kid that I hold starts crying and I'm like okay uh-huh. you can go back to your yeah, they say they say a baby can like pick up on vibes really well really maybe you still have the right vibes maybe you're just wow okay <laughs> see, maybe I'm just too fun for them <laughs> see the thing is 
once you drop them enough, you get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny thing is, I was dropped down the steps when I was a really? baby. Really? Yeah, my mum dropped me down the steps. <laughs> Whoa, what do you, you mean? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Watch yourself, mate. Watch yourself. I know where you live. You don't know what I live. Remember that, eh? <laughs> true, true, true. How do you feel about kids? Would you like to have some of your own? Uh, yeah, in the future, you know, inshallah, like when I'm married, um, I would like to have kids. Um, but I, I don't think I'd be in a rush to have kids. You know, like when some people get married, they're like, okay, time to have kids. Horny, I think I'd want to enjoy. <laughs> um, yeah, you could, you could put it like that if you want. Um, but I'd say for me, I'd like to wait a bit and, you know, like obviously for us, you marry this person and obviously you're not really, you kind of need to work on your relationship, you know? Well, it depends. Yeah, you. It depends if what you have, you like, a, it depends if you have, like, a arranged marriage or a love marriage, you know what I mean? I don't think I'd want to go down the arranged marriage route. And my parents have said to myself they'd want me to find someone on my own. But obviously it's different because obviously even if it is a love marriage, you try to avoid like meeting each other as much. So it's a different environment now that's been set. So you need to kind of get used to that environment. But you So I think for me with the love marriage, you'd still know them. So that you don't really still know them, but it's a whole different it's a whole different environment now. Like you're living with this person, you gotta get used to that. You gotta start making compromise. So I feel like to have a kid whilst you're still getting used to these changes can, you know, it can be hard. You know. Yeah, no, that's a good point. You should get to know them first before mm-hmm. you start bringing a new life in. Exactly. How many kids? And like, would... it depends if you're like living with in-laws as well. You gotta get used to that environment as well. So yeah. there's so many changes you need to, you know, get settled with first. How many kids would you be looking to have um, or your name set? I know a lot of people have, like, this in their head already. Don't, don't but I said people, mostly girls. I'll be... <laughs> Females. I think girls have everything planned ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I don't know. I think is I don't want to have too little and too many. I feel like so two or three is the right amount. In your family, you have three other siblings. There's four of you. Yeah, there's four. Do ones. you feel that that was the right amount, or is that too many? Too many. <laughs> In my family, I feel like I have it, um, four siblings, so there's five of yeah. us, and that feels like too many. But yeah, it still gives a good camaraderie, you know. I just feel like, for me. I would have been happy as an only child. I'm not really? gonna lie. No, I would have been happy. No, it's totally different being an only child. I speak to them. They're like, man. No, yeah, I do chill with my siblings and that when we are together. But I'm not gonna lie. Growing up, my brothers tortured me. That's why I was like, I wish I was an only child. Or like, growing up, I was like, it, I wish it was just me and my sister, or me as it is. Like, it was torture growing up with them boys. Trust me, See, it was hell. It still is annoying when they come home. They still annoy me so much. I love I had, them to pieces, but they still annoy me. I had the opposite. I had my sister terrorising me at times. Some of them, not all of them, terrorised me. So it's not just How would you terrorise you? I've said in previous episodes, 
put on Thriller and shit. Uh, oh, one I've not spoken about. My sister, Nyla, who grabbed me, put me on a kitchen table, hold me on the table, uh-huh. and then tried to make me sneeze by putting pepper on my face. The thing is, it'd go in my eyes. Oh. And that shit's painful. Can you wash that shit out? So, uh, it's not actually about boys or girls, it's just whatever mm. their nature is. If they're yeah. going to be a pure bully, they'll be a bully. Did you ever feel mm. like maybe you, you felt almost as if you were an only child, being just the youngest at times? Well, because I mainly like grew up with my siblings out of the house, like my brother Gummer, he used to live with my gran because obviously she was old. Uh, so he would stay there with her just so like she had someone. I mm-hmm. used to live with her as well for a while. But then when my big brother Hassan moved up for uni, uh, my mom decided to get me to move back in with her and my dad. Because I wasn't keeping well as it was. I've, like I had kidney problems growing up. So it was kind of hard for my grand to look after me and my brother. So my mom decided that I should move back in with them instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of did feel like... I did kind of grow up like an only child. I feel, that actually, that because I feel somewhat similar. Having four older sisters, it's just me, the only boy. They're all doing their mm-hmm. whole thing. I'm doing mm-hmm. my thing. So a few times that was the same. You mentioned your gran. What's your relationship with your gran like? Um. Well, I can tell you for a fact, I'm not the favourite grandchild at all. I would say I'm like... You're... The bottom five, I would say. And I've got a... She's got a lot of grandkids. I'll tell you that. She's got a lot. you got a lot of cousins? Got a lot of cousins. Uh, and then out of my siblings, I can tell you without a doubt, my brother Gummer is the favourite. Is he your younger brother then? Yeah, he's the one that's above me. Hmm. Why is he so, the favourite? Yeah. Because he lived with her? He lived with her for from the age of 12, right? And... Oh, my gran can only speak Punjabi. Really? That boy cannot speak an ounce of Punjabi. So how is he the favourite? Because how on earth did they communicate? All he would say is, Hanji, say gala. That's all he can say. Maybe she wanted someone that doesn't talk too much. They, they sit <laughs> maybe, there you're, maybe you're the one that talks too much. She's like, fuck her, man. I don't want to see her again. I don't that even boy. talk that much. I don't talk. I don't talk that much. I just go sit there and chill with her with a cup of tea and that's it. I don't talk. So, but with him, I was like, how on earth is he the favourite if he didn't even communicate with you properly? That's what annoys me. Vibes. Vibes can transcend uh, language. (laughs) That's how you want to put it. Then, yeah, it it was probably the vibes. Previously, you mentioned that girls have all sorts of things planned. You've told me you have your ideal wedding planned. Okay, it's not like a fully plan. I just know what like kind of dress I want and that's it. And how I want my hair and makeup to look. Got it. Paint, paint the picture for us and the viewers. What's the right, venue? I've, Where's the venue first? I have no idea. Would you like a holiday no one? I can't afford that. It'd, it would be nice, but I can't afford that. Just go like some island off the side of unless Scotland? Unless I marry like a rich guy. I'd be like, okay, you can pay for the wedding. Some rich abroad. Venue? Undecided, pending, mm-hmm. um, groom pending. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. Would you want a wedding abroad or no? Do you know I why want, not? Do you want 
I've never really thought about it, but I was talking about literally two days ago. Me and my mates were talking about weddings. I don't get you. Don't actually, ever think guys talk about weddings, but we were, yeah, saying we, who, we were saying who's most likely to get married first and such. And we're talking about what we want. What I want, right? I want me, my immediate family, my boys, then the girls' immediate family, maybe her, her girls. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I want. Well, so I'm not invited. You can make friends in my girl. Hypothetical girl, but yeah. But I'm supposed to be from the groom side. Because I'm right, your mate. All right, my boys and my female boys. <laughs> your female boys. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. As long as I get an invite, then I'm mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, that's pretty nice. I like it when people kind of keep it low-key. You know, as Asians, like weddings, they kind of use it to show off their like money and stuff. And I'm not is, a fan of that. I know I'm not going to get it my way because I'm the last child, the last one left. They want to probably go out with a bang, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I, I get what you mean. But back to you, back to your ideal wedding. My That's ideal my, wedding. So right. what you said you wanted okay. the dress. Yeah. So dress, I'm not going for your traditional red. I'm not, I, I don't think red suits me. Red isn't one of my colours that I wear. You so, only wear black. Yeah, I legit only wear black. Black or grey and that's it. Um, I want to go for like a silver or a champagne gold dress with a red velvet shawl. Red velvet made a cake? So like a, <laughs> not cake, like the material. Oh, oh okay. But you so said, yeah, I'd you add a want, bit of red. I thought you didn't want, oh, okay, okay. I'd add a bit of red, but the whole outfit isn't going to be red. Because mm. that's just not my thing. Do those colours go together? Yeah. They go together. So it'd either be champagne gold and the red velvet shawl mm. and then the silver dress with the red velvet shawl. It just depends. Are you one of those people who have like in their saved pictures and Instagram just a whole bunch of wedding stuff? No, I'm not into that. <laughs> you don't you don't watch wedding highlights? Um here and there here and there I will dabble into that, but yeah, I've not watched a wedding highlight for a year. So yeah. But that's that's like my life. <laughs> you watching Mendy it's dances? Nice. No. No. Don't do that. Okay, so that's the dress, right? What about like the, the walk in? Everyone has that walk in song. Uh walk in song? Yeah, yeah. Who are me? No, no. Um in song. I decided a walking song because the thing is music is going to change so much by then but then you have I might classics. like another song you have the classics classic song get some uh, yeah. right with the Khan get some Imran Khan I don't know <laughs> what Imran Khan be the fat play you say that for if you have a divorce like <laughs> inshallah it doesn't get to that point but I don't know. Have you got a walking song? Well, you're the groom. You wouldn't really have a walking song. I've told you. I've not even thought about this that much. Mine is just like the, the basic. Oh, question, structure. question. So on your wedding, would you have a doll, like a doll player? I don't know. Sure. I, like, yeah, you know, yeah. you have the, like, this is what happens. Get on it. Yeah, like, you know, like you have your car convoy lined up and the doll mm. player, like, walk in along with the cars while you're driving to the venue and then mm. the lads get out of the car and start dancing along to the door player. That's what that's, happened on my brother's wedding. It was like pretty cool. Yeah, all my boys dancing pure. That seems fun. Yeah. But 
you know, sometimes you want to be like a real, real OG, mm-hmm. not a car, a horse. A <laughs> horse? Think about that. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Imagine the guy, I think I would cringe out if my, like, on my wedding day, and then my future husband, like, comes in on a horse. You don't come into the actual out. venue, you come up to No, but, the... like, he'd be outside on the horse, and I'm just like, I'd cringe out, I'm not going to lie. Right, I know for me, as you said, you're not going to get a say. I think I'm not going to get a say either, because my sister's wedding was supposed to happen last year, but because of corona, she didn't really get to have her wedding. Oh, so she's just so, in the guard. Yeah, she had her nagar done before, prior to the actual, like, wedding, uh... like, big, big thing. Um, But, yeah, so she just, like, went and stayed with her husband. Like, he came and got her during, uh, like, the lockdown. Was, like, oh, there's no point. He knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, he, he was like, there's no point, because he was like, it's going to be two years by the time we can actually get married properly and do this wedding. So they were like, screw it. That's Forget it. Really. Yeah. Man. Yeah, he was like, he came all the way from Sheffield to Scotland. He was like, I'm coming to get you. It was legit. The night before, he was like, are you ready to come to Sheffield? And my sister was like, what? So, and then the very next day, he came and got her. We only had, what, 12 hours notice that he you was coming. You didn't even get to have like a looks at you then, you know what I mean? She was like, we did, like, you know, kind of coming. dress up a bit, you know? I kind of made it nice, but, did you, you know, I, it wasn't the... Yes, I did. <laughs> I did cry. I can't help it. Oh, so that's my big sister. I'm going to cry. Was it like bawling out or was it just like... <laughs> no, I was bawling my eyes out. I was bawling. I, was, I cried for like two days after that. Two days? Yeah. That's my sister, man. I love her to bits. She's like my second mum. That's cute. She's like a second mum to me. So that's why I was like, don't leave. I was like, I, I want you to have a happy married life, but don't leave me. <laughs> so like Having that. all your family so spread apart, do you mm-hmm. feel lonely often? The thing is, I'm used to it. I'm used to not seeing my family as much. Like, even when I lived at home, I would barely see my siblings. So I'm used to not seeing them. I think I feel it more with my parents, especially my mum. Like, I miss my mum the most. Your mummy's girl? Dad. Yeah, my mummy's girl. No, I would say I'm both, actually. Mummy and daddy's girl. When it comes like, to, if you were to get in trouble, who are you more afraid of? Your mummy or dad? My dad. Really? Yeah. You ever been hit? Young, when I was younger, <laughs> when I was like a little shithead of a kid. What was the reasoning? I can't remember. My dad was a very angry man growing up, okay? Did have, so did, anything, if you just breathed around him, you'd get a backhand or something like that. Did he so, simmer down? Yeah, yeah, he simmered down now quite a I lot. Feel... I think, like, yeah, I think it's because we had, like, our own shop and then he had the stress of that. Like, he just never really got a day off. Mm-hmm. So because of that, he was just always angry and stressed out. But he's better now, like, he's calmed down. So, yeah. Who's your father's favourite and who's your mother's favourite? Okay. There's one person, and that's it, and that's my sister. Really? Both of them, yeah, yeah. Shut me. Do you feel left out? You're like, shit. Where's my love? Mm, thing is, ever since I moved out, my dad and my mom, like my dad and my mom, have become more affectionate towards me. Like, this happened, like I think, 
a few months after I moved out for uni, right? I was on FaceTime with my parents. And then my dad was like, okay, I'll give the phone back to your mum. And he goes, love you. And I was like, Wait, what? That was the first time my dad had said love you to me. I was like, did my dad just say love you? And my mum was like, smile away, not speaking. I was like, mum, did you just hear that? She's like, what? I was like, dad just said I love you. And she's like, no, did he? Mum couldn't even believe it herself. I was like, my dad actually said love you to me. That's just weird because have you ever noticed Pakistanis are really bad at showing affection? They're very bad at showing affection. How, I don't know, what, what's, what, what are you like, do you ever hug your dad? When you see him, like... Um, yeah, I do hug my dad. Like, it's not like a full-on, like, hug, but it's like side hug. Side That's hug? It. That's like yeah. non-committal side hug? Yeah, <laughs> same for my brothers, it's just a side hug. I think the people that are proper, proper hug is my mum, my sister, and my sister-in-law. And that's and my gran. They're the only people that I hug. Have you ever seen your parents show each other affection? Never in my entire life. And it is very weird. I don't think I've ever like seen they it. don't even like hold hands. You know when like couples go out for a walk, you know, like they hold hands. They don't even do that. It's very odd. I remember like when I first moved to Glasgow, and uh, me and my sister and my parents, we were where were we? You know where the St. Enoch Centre is? Yeah. We were walking along there, right? And um, we were, like, teasing my parents. We were like, why are you not holding hands? Like, it's couples day out. And then me and my sister started teasing them, and we started holding hands and skipping along. We were like, this is how real couples do it. <laughs> and then they got so shy. My mum got so shy. She went red. She went red. I was like, you're not even holding hands, and you're going red just because we're teasing you. Do you feel like, I don't know, maybe... It's just a taboo thing. Yeah, I think because, like, you know, like, the older generation, like, they lived with their in-laws and that, and they Uh were like, you can't show affection around people and stuff like that, which is true because, like, the whole nuzzer part comes into it, like, like, you don't want nuzzer, so you uh, refrain from showing affection. You're not going to start making out with your wife and throw out your pins, you know? (laughs) No, not even that. Like, they don't even sit next to each other. Really? That's a bit odd. Your parents just sit next to each other. Like when growing up, like when they would be like, because we all used to live in my grand's house and then we like separated and got our own house. Uh-huh. But then like my dad wouldn't sit next to my mum, mum wouldn't sit next to my dad. I think Are you it was sure just they kind love of each like, other? <laughs> they do love each other. Like they, mum has, like they've said that they do love each other and that. So, but they just don't show their affection publicly. Mm-hmm. Okay, compare that to does your sister and her husband show affection at all? No, or may, they might do, but you've not seen it. Have you seen? Thing is, right. My sister isn't like that. Is she a non-huggy she person. She kind of cold. Yeah, she's not really like a huggy, huggy person. Right. Yeah, like I would say for my sister and. Her husband, like, they're not affectionate, but they're not cold towards each other. Do you get what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when they're with family, they know what their limit is. Like, they sit next to each other. Like, yeah. that's affectionate, I would say. Yeah. But, like, they're not, like, sat there, like, hugging and holding hands, you know. Which, uh, but I feel like it's out of respect as well for their elders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just mean, And, like, like obviously, you've got your younger siblings in the room as well. So, it's, like, yeah. 
respect, you know. With my parents, the only time I've ever seen them hugged, I think, is at my youngest sister's wedding. Really? And I think that was actually just for like a photo. <laughs> but was it have... was it even a proper hug? No, it was like a you know like like, like arm around each other. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe they hug each other when no one's around. But I think maybe. they have other ways of showing love. Like, if you, do you know what love languages are? No. Oh, really. Okay. So you say you didn't know what love languages is. Let's get on to it. Let's start. We'll find out what yours is and I'll, I'll get into what mine is. So firstly, mm-hmm. there is words of affirmation, which means saying supportive things to your partner. Right. Compliments, etc. Secondly, there's acts of service, doing helpful things for your partner. Like mm-hmm. maybe they come back from work and you've already done dishes instead of so they don't mm-hmm. have to do it. That's one. Receiving gifts, giving your partner gifts that tell them you were thinking about them, some meaningful. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the gold dig, I don't know, like what that's about. No. Quality time, it's kind of self explanatory. Spending meaningful time with your partner. Mm-hmm. And lastly, there's physical touch, being close to and. <laughs> and we know what physical touch means. Okay, we know what physical touch is. Mine, I'd say, is quality time. I like mm-hmm. I like to spend time with people, and then I feel good about that. Out of those, which one would you say is yours? I can go oh. over them again. I would say, for me, I don't know. Like, I feel like giving that person like attention or something like that. Like, I don't know. Like. Complimenting like, them. It's not about like, what you're giving; it's what you're receiving. What do you want to receive? What I receive, okay. Um, I don't know. I'd like effort, you know. But, they like, but you're not even. T- I'd give you five answers or something like that. I don't effort know. Effort is not one of them. I don't know. Okay, shall I go? Shall I briefly go through them again? Right, listen yeah. this time. I was listening, but I just don't know. Quality time. What I like. Physical touch. Receiving gifts, acts of service, words of affirmation. Word, I would say words of affirmation. You like getting compliments? Compliments and, you know, like just kind of someone to like push you, you know. Push you? I like push you, do you do like your best. Like, like when that. you do something, they're like, oh my God, yeah, you smashed it. Oh, no, no, that, that comes under it. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. like, yeah. Stuff like that. That's stuff like that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. When you're speaking about your school experience, you said you suffer from OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah. What is that like? What's the misconceptions about it? And how does that affect your life? So basically, at the age of 13, as I mentioned, I was diagnosed with OCD. Um, so basically, I... I didn't even know I had OCD for a while. I think I went on for almost a year um, before I actually went to the doctors and found out what was wrong with me. Um, so I started off with, um, you know, excessively washing my hands and then I'd get thoughts and be like, it was quite like intrusive thoughts, like saying, oh, if you don't do this, so-and-so is going to get like hurt, they're going to die. Like, if you don't uh, close that door, think he's going to die, your brother's going to get hurt or stuff like that. So I would do it, even though it wouldn't actually happen. If, even if I didn't close that door, no one would get hurt. But it was just in my head and it wouldn't like let me 
it, it would make me restless until I'd done something about it, basically. So I went on with that for a long time. And yeah, um, I basically stopped going to school uh, for a while as well. Uh, but that was later on. So I went into school and um, my teacher was like, why have you been uh, skipping PE? And then I was like, shit, I'm going to get pulled up now. So I got sent to the headmaster's office. And then I had to sit there and explain to her what was happening to me. And then she was like, okay, I think I need to, we need to get you checked out. What's so basically, so basically I didn't want to go to PE because obviously like we had to do PE outside and like you know, get muddy. It was, it's Scotland, like it's always raining. And I was like, I didn't want to get mud on me or anything like that. I didn't want to be sweaty. So I would um, avoid PE at all costs. Um, by this point, actually, jump in the timeline here. So at the age of 13, I got diagnosed with it. And then I, yeah, was in the headmaster's office. And she, like, said to me, okay, we need to get you checked out. So I tried to do it sneakily, like, not have my parents know. But I think what? at the end, I told, because, you know, like, you know what Asian parents can be like? Like, they can be, um, uh, mental health is, like, a taboo topic in our culture. So um, they basically say to me, because they, they disregarded the whole OCD thing. They were like, you've got a gin inside you. That's that. That's that's bad to that I got. They were like, you got a gin inside you. They're like, well, let, let me contact the shakes and stuff and see what we can do for you. And yeah, so that's the type of stuff that I had to deal with while I was dealing with OCD. You didn't have one in you? I didn't have one. It was okay. just OCD. Um, you never know, Miss still maybe in there. We need to get out. <laughs> shut up. Um, so yeah I think I spoke to who was it my sister when I started to like go therapy but even then my even my sister had jumped on the whole gin thing she was like okay still as it is like you should um like get like go to a shake and stuff and see what we can do you know and then they were like oh it's probably because you don't pray enough that you you're having to deal with this and I was like fam it's not even that like I do pray but it's just mental health it's a thing like you gotta deal with it but yeah but there's so many misconceptions because people were like okay you say you got OCD but you don't like do that whole organizing thing I was like there's so many forms of OCD that you just basically can't tell who has OCD and who who doesn't you know so mine was basically intrusive thoughts that would happen to me and that was the form of OCD I had um, but over time, my OCD got better. I think moving out away from home as well really helped me um, because I had my own space. I didn't have people like telling me things, whispering in my ear, like saying, oh, it's because you don't pray, it's because you've got gin inside you. Because I'm not going to lie, that took a huge toll on me. Did you believe it? Because I, I think I did at a point because I was young. I just wanted help. I just wanted help. That's all I wanted. Um, and yeah, it really, I was in a really dark place. I'm not going to lie. This went on for years and years. So age 13, 14, I found out I had OCD. And then my final year of high school, um, I basically stopped going to school, to school for a long time because it was just so hard for me dealing with OCD. Because like, 
I'd be up all night dealing with my OCD. I couldn't sleep. Uh, it was just constantly there. Because um, I had stopped going to therapy at this point as well. Because my parents were like, I, I think it, I'm not trying to make my parents sound like bad guys here. Like they, they, they're not educated on this type of stuff. So they don't know. And they're just going to believe what they've grown up with. So I don't blame them at all for this. So yeah, they would kind of like, um, basically just dis- disregard my mental health and uh, would shout at me quite a lot for being the way that I was. So yeah, I stopped going to school. I basically lost all my motivation in life. I lost all motivation. Um, so I was in a really dark place and I remember I walked into school one day because my dad shouted at me so hard that I was like, I don't even want to be in the same place as this guy. So that I actually decided to go to school. And then I walked through the office because I was late um, and they were like, oh, um, you know, the headmaster wants to see you. So straight away I had to go to the headmaster's office again. And then she was like, we can see that your attendance isn't great. Like what's happened? Then I explained the situation and explained what was going on at home. Did you say that you like, had a uh, demon? Yeah, I told them. I told them everything. Because I'm not going to at this point, I was desperate for help. Like, it was, I was at a breaking point. I just felt like, I felt useless, I'm not going to lie. I felt useless, and I was like, I've got this problem with me, and my family aren't really backing me as much. Even when I'm, like, asking them for help. They just kind of disregard it and then shout at me. And then at school as well, at that point, I had lost all my friends. They just stopped talking to me and stuff. And I was like, okay, it is what it is. So even when I did go to school, the rare moments that I would go, I would sit in the library. I wouldn't even go to my classes. I think there was one class that I would go to. And that was my RE class because that teacher, I fucking love that teacher. But she was amazing. She didn't lose hope with me. I would do my work from home and send it to her. She didn't lose hope one bit, but all my other teachers kind of gave up on me. Um, so she was like my favourite. So I only basically went to school because of her. Oh yeah, so I found out the headmaster went to see me and um, I basically went and spoke to her and saying that, yeah, this is what's happening at home and that my parents are saying this and like they're saying that this is what's wrong with me. And then she was like, look, I think you should go back and see your therapist. And Did you have one beforehand? Huh? Were you seeing a therapist before? Yeah, I had a few sessions. Um, but then I kind of stopped going for like two years because obviously my parents were like, oh, I think you should just focus on praying and that. And I was like, okay, I'll just try praying, you know. And then like, naive 13-year-old. I was, at this point, I was about 14, 15 when they started, when I stopped seeing that therapist. Because um, I'm not going to lie, it was really hard for me to pluck up the courage to actually go to these sessions. Because they get the- deep. I get deep. You don't know that. Yeah. No, but they get deep about your situation and that. And then I'm like, because I tried to neglect that I had this problem. I was like, nah, it's just a phase. Like, you know how people have their like goth phase and shit like that. I was like, oh, it's just a phase. It's just a phase that will go away. Um, but that wasn't the case, obviously. I was just naive and just trying to neglect everything. So, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I finally spoke to my headmaster but at the same time I didn't go back to therapy I didn't because I was like as I think of it right this is my final year of high school we were about to leave school at this point actually 
And I was like, I've gotten into college. I'm going to go to college. That'll make me feel better. Um, it'll be a new environment for me. So, yeah, I decided to go to college. I was fine at the start of the year. I was fine. Um, but I think in the middle of college, that's when things started taking hit on me again. Because basically my dad said to me, Shmail, I think it's best that you don't move out for uni. And I was looking so forward for uni. I was so excited for it. You wanted that freedom. But my dad turns around and says, because I used to get um, panic attacks at night. So I would wake up and start screaming and I wouldn't be able to breathe. So my dad was like, I don't want you being alone if that happens to you while at uni. And that's actually never happened to me while at uni. Um, I think because of the environment that I was placed in, I was under all this pressure trying to like prove to my parents, look, let me go uni. I even, I was working whilst at college trying to prove to them, look, I can look after myself. Like, you don't have to worry about me. So for two years, I had to basically prove to my parents that I would be fine. It was a long fight for me to like, let them let me leave the house basically um even when I lived at home I wasn't allowed outside after Maghrib I was not allowed out because of like the problem my dad was like no like gins are out and all that and I was like okay man I was like I won't leave but yeah it was a it was a tough journey very very tough journey oh how does it still affect you to this day does it still affect you the small parts still exist within you my OCD has gotten much better, alhamdulillah. Like, um, I can go, like, like I don't get panic attacks anymore. I don't have these, like, intrusive thoughts anymore. Um, yeah, they, you ha- everyone has their bad days when things start sparking up again. But it is what it is. Like, I know how to deal with it, and I'm all better now. Like, a, I'm in, much a, in a much healthier mindset, I would say about everything like I don't look at like when I first had my OCD I used to be like oh why did God like do this to me like why did God make me like this and why me of all people but now I look at it as a blessing because if it wasn't for my OCD I wouldn't be as close to my religion I wouldn't be this close anymore as uh, uh, like before I had my OCD I, I barely used to pray but now I try praying every single day even if it's only just one prayer, I will I will pray that one prayer, you know. So yeah, like I'm not perfect. I'm not saying like it's made me like this amazing Muslim and that, but it's brought me a lot closer. So I'm grateful for it. It's a blessing in, in disguise. So what do you, do you experience any of it today then? Yeah, I do um, get it here and there, but again, it's not as bad as what it used to be. And what do you experience currently? So, like, I would say it's when I'm stressed out. I start getting, like, fidgety and stuff like that again and um, some, like, intrusive thoughts. But that's it. Like, it's only, it'll only happen for a day because I'll be sat there, like, okay, it'll only be during the stage that I'm stressed out. Once I'm, like, calm and that, I'll be fine. So, yeah, I think I try and look at it as, as positive, positively as I can. Does it ever affect the people around you? Yeah, 100%. For it sure. really took a huge toll on my parents when I lived at home and my sister. And uh, it didn't really affect my brothers as much, I would say. Because, yeah, and I never really spoke to my brothers about it. I never really, I didn't really want to speak to them about it, if I'm being honest. Um, but 
like my sister would constantly you know check up on me my parents would like come into my room at night to see if I was okay like it was to that extent and I was like I felt really bad that they went through that because of me but I don't know how to explain but like they were stressed out because of me a lot because of my problem um I remember they couldn't leave me at home alone because they were scared that I was going to have like these panic attacks and there was points where my panic attacks were so bad that my parents had to take me to any so any they were always scared for me they were always scared any closing thoughts on OCD you want to mention or is that a yeah yeah so um yeah OCD um it's quite a hard thing to deal with some people just look at it oh, it's, you just need to have a certain thing in a certain place that's all um but it's not so yeah it's um if there are people out there dealing with OCD uh, don't be afraid to you know reach out and help and stuff because that's what I wish I'd done uh, when I was dealing with it I wish I kind of stopped with therapy and kind of looked at all my options because I basically just blocked off everything else and just kind of focused on religion which was good but we are allowed to seek help in the dunya as well along with the deen you know if we're not because I was basically told that forget the dunya part and just focus on the deen mm-hmm. when you should also focus on your deen but also have the dunya part as well you got any secrets Shmailan? tell us some secrets um Got one secret, but I don't think it'd be interesting to you, but I'll tell you anyways. Um, so basically, you know my laptop. got I got a new laptop for uni, right? But right, here's a secret. Basically, right, with, the, with my siblings, right, they get jealous if our parents buy one, one sibling thing and doesn't get anyone else anything. So basically, my dad bought me my laptop. But my siblings don't know that. So that's Your siblings going to hear this? Well, if they decide to watch it, shout out yeah, Aisha, Hassan, and I don't know the one's name. Gummer. Gummer. Yeah. Shout him out as well. Tell us, your dad bought you the laptop. Yeah, so it's not a cheap laptop. It's an Apple MacBook, right? So. It's a... Nah, it's not that, right? My dad was like, so this was the deal. My dad was like, Shamila, I will buy this laptop because I was gonna buy it myself but my dad was like now nah, you need to save your money for uni so he was like i don't need dabbling in your savings right so he bought it for me but the deal was he was like shamala you need to stick your head in at uni right and you're going to get a good job so you can pay me back you need to pay him back that. yeah so that was the deal but obviously my, it's still my dad's laptop technically because he bought it but if my siblings found out that my dad bought me it, they'd go apeshit. No, so my dad's always like, you have to keep you it at- No, it's not even that. Like, what you see with my siblings, they would go crazy if my dad, if, like, they found out my dad bought me this. They're going to find like, there out. There would be a huge argument at home. Huge argument. There could be an argument. You're not going to be allowed to come back home. <laughs> my dad's going to be like, look, Lucerella, can't have you all in the house at the same time. And they're going to end up, like, smashing your laptop as well if you do come home. So, yeah. That's why I've had to keep it on the down low. Like, my dad made me, like, promise him. He was like, you cannot tell your siblings this. Mm-hmm. But here I am spilling the beans to, like, the internet and they could they could possibly see this video. So, dad, I'm sorry. 
yeah. Oh yeah, so Seth, I've got um like stories. You know how me and you always like when we're on call, we're always telling each other stories, right? I've got more stories. Do you want to hear more them? stories? You know why you say why you not been telling me on the call? Why are you behind me? Because I thought, you know, let me save some for the podcast. Are they? Are they are they spicy? One of them is that spicy that I almost got taken away by social services. Fuck it, man, tell us. So basically, right, I was about four or five years old. And, you know, back in the day, the radiators in the house used to heat up quite, oh, like, really, really hot. Oh, radiators, right? like, so, like water radiators, yeah. Like, yeah, like the ones on the wall, you know. Yeah. So they would, like, heat up really badly. And the one in our kitchen, in the dining room, would heat up so badly. So my mum would never let us in the kitchen while the heaters were on. So, but me being a cheeky little kid, I went into the dining room and started running on the table. Idiot. I How was just running around the table. I was about four or five years Were you a big, little, annoying kiddo? thing is, I wasn't. I would just do things and my parents wouldn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and they'd be like, okay, where's my neglect. kid? <laughs> neglect. That right word, neglect. I'm joking. Um, so, yeah. I was running around the table. And the dining table was so close to the radiator that I, like, tripped. And I think I got, like, my arm, like, stuck. Like, like I had really skinny arms. I was a really tiny kid. And I kind of went into, like, the gap of the radiator and the wall. And my, basically, I've got this huge scar on my arm here. The skin actually came off. So my mum, I think my mum came through into the kitchen looking for me. Because she was like, where, like, where's Shmila? Like, all the kids are here, but where's Shmila? And she comes through and then she just sees me, like, crying. And, like, my skin basically coming off my arm. And then... Wait, wait, wait. Skin yeah. coming off your arm? Yeah. Skin coming off the arm? Yeah. Like, How hot was the fucking radiators, man? Fucking piping hot. Like, piping, piping hot. Right? So she takes me, uh, I think... Yeah, mum and dad both took me to the hospital and they like checked it out, gave me the like medication, ointment and bandaged it up, right? And then they didn't say anything there, right? And then I ended up in hospital, I think like a few weeks later after this. But right, it's so embarrassing when I tell people this part because I ended up in hospital because I had constipation. (laughs) I had that bad of a constipation I ended up in hospital for it, right? Um, So yeah, and then... I think one of the nurses like noticed my arm and then she was like okay now this kid's here for like stomach problems so they put like two and two together like okay her parents not feeding her correctly and that and they're like abusing her so she thought that and then she went and reported it to like one of the doctors and he came and checked and then he was like okay basically saying that he was going to get social services involved I think yeah yeah and then my siblings and my parents all got interviewed by the police or something like that i think it was police or like social service team or something like that to basically find out what was actually happening at home so they interviewed my parents interviewed my siblings and obviously my siblings didn't know what to say but obviously my parents didn't abuse me so they're like no she doesn't get hit or anything so i was at the brink of getting taken away but then luckily uh Asian Apana doctor I think he must have been Indian or something like that and then he got involved and he says nah like 
they don't do that type of stuff, you know. He was like, "Oh no, Asians, they treat their kids very well." But what if you were though? Got involved. <laughs> what if you were? I don't know. And he did say this. Nah, the thing is, he was. I think he was a friend of my granddad's. That's why he got involved because he found out who I was, and then he was like, "Oh shit, that's Thingy's granddaughter." Mm. And then, yeah, so that happened, and then he got involved and got involved in the case and everything. He was like, "Okay." And they basically came to the conclusion I wasn't getting abused. I was just a dumb kid part of myself. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I almost got taken away. Like, when my parents annoy me, my mum's, like, quite a person that'll, like, roast you for whatever. She's quite savage, right? Uh, so whenever she started getting like that with me, I was like, Mum, I wish social services took me away so I didn't have to deal with you. And then she gets taken aback. She's like, how dare you say that? Take that back right now. And I'm like, nope. Do you, you, you get your savagery, some of your savagery from her? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And you know when my dad starts busting out dad jokes, I'm like, damn, I really wish social services took me away. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It is actually so embarrassing, the dad jokes. I hate them. It's a good story, Andrea. <laughs> so basically, yeah, I've got that one scar on my arm now. Um, but I've also got a scar in my eyebrow. Don't know if you can see. But, like, I've got a scar up here. You can't really tell because I filled my eyebrows in. But, um, basically, I was, like, eight, nine years old. And I remember it so clearly. I was in the dining room with my sister, right? I was at the chair next to the TV. Everything happens in your dining room, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That dining room is dangerous. So, basically, right, there was this... TV with a stone cabinet, right? And I was like stood on the chair next to it, and um, I was swinging on it at this point. I was legit swinging about on it, and then basically, you know, swing on a chair, it's gonna end up falling at some point. So it slipped, fell, and I legit smacked the corner of my head in the cabinet like the corner of the cabinet it's a stone cabinet so the sh- the corner was so sharp so basically I got up and there was just blood dripping down my face blood <laughs> all over yes. and my sister was sat there eating her food and then she just looks up and I just get because I just stood up like calmly like normal like everything was normal so you never felt pain she had blood dripping down her you never felt so, yeah, any pain I think I was just so high on adrenaline, adrenaline at that point. <laughs> and I was like shocked. And then mum comes through and then she's like, my dad had his shop at this point. So she's like calling my dad like, if she's like hurt herself again, we need to take her to the hospital. And <laughs> then, death was taking away this time. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so my mum drives the car around to the shop because the shop was only across the road from where we lived, right? And then, She's making me hold this like towel to my head. And then my dad gets in the car. I think he closed the shop at this point. It was only what, 5 p.m. It was a summer summer night as well. It was not a night, summer day, right? So I wanted to go outside and play. But mom was like, no, you're going to the hospital. And I was like, oh no, just give me a plaster. I'll be fine. And I was like, mom, you need, mom was like, you need stitches, kid. You're not, you're not getting a flipping plaster. And even when I got to the hospital, right? I was like, can you just give me a plaster? And the doctor just started laughing. He was like, no, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to put stitches in. And I was like, ah, I was like, I'm pretty sure I should be fine with a plaster. 
<laughs> I'll just add a bit or just get a plaster and go back home. You didn't give so no fucks, man. You're just like, get me out here. Let's get back to yeah. running around. So basically, I made a deal with the doctor. I was sat there making a deal with him. I was like, okay, I will let you put the stitches in if you let me watch. Because he had like a TV at the top. It was like one of the kids' kids' rooms, you know? And I was like, okay, if you let me watch Tom and Jerry while you put it in. So he, he was like, yeah. He was like, okay, I'll give you a shiny sticker as well. I was like, okay, done deal. And then after that, yeah. Yeah, I made a business. I was was making business deals from a young age. What can I say? (laughs) Smart kid. So now that I've told you about my scars, well, my physical scars, I'll I'll leave you with the emotional scars later off the podcast. Um, So, yeah, have you got any physical scars that you can tell us about? I have three. In episode seven, you, if you look, look, if you're not listening to that, check that one out. My sister talked about one I have here. I don't know if you can see it. Mm-hmm. It's cute. I don't know if the camera picks up. I'm giving too much, too much of a show. Don't get too excited. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I have uh, stitches here from uh, surgery of uh, ch- when I was a child. I had a milk that had a hole in my neck, basically. Really? Listen to episode seven. <laughs> if you want to hear more about that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, um, but, I've listened to episode seven, though. Clearly not well enough, but I'll, I'll give... I'll have to sleep, I'm not going to lie. That's how this episode's ended. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an exclusive of uh, two other scars. As a child, it sounds like I was pretty dumb as well. And once I was crawling under my ironing board, <laughs> and I think my sister was ironing, and I know this sounds pretty weird, but they used to iron the hair instead of a straightener. <laughs> it's the dumbest oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Good. What the hell? Thinking back, it's like, what the hell is that? And I think, uh, I think it fell off and hit me. And it left me with a burn. And that's my scar here. Okay. Usually when I when I have a haircut, you can see it better. But, mm. uh, yeah, that leaves like a big weird mark there. Uh, I don't really remember that one. That's more second-hand information, but... How old were you? I don't even know. Probably, like, five, six, seven, probably, like, five, six, just something like that. Uh, but then I have a much more recent scar, when which I remember very vividly when I was... It was my... I'll set the scene, right? <clears throat> it was a good day. It was my 15th birthday. Right. My mates had just got me a nice cake from Morrison's. It's like a smarty cake. Yeah. And then we, we cut it up with like, we had no knives. <laughs> so we cut it up with like subway cards, you know, subways have those point cards. Oh, yeah. And then we served them and ate them. So then we gave out cake to everyone. All my boys were eating, we were having fun, no good times. Mm-hmm. And then lunchtime came. And that was lunchtime. I think after I had chemistry, I had Mrs. Abdallah. That's what she got us to call her. I'm pretty sure she was brown. I'm pretty sure her name would actually be Mrs. Abdullah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, why Abdullah? It's very whitewashed, I think. And we had to do some shit with a flask. You know, Mm -hmm. like a round-bottomed clonical flask. And we were in groups. And I was with Scott Fraser. He went to go clean a flask. He washed it out. Mm -hmm. And he did something really dumb. 
he stuck the actual, I don't know how to describe it, but I think this is like the mouth of the flask and this is like a tap. Mm-hmm. He stuck it around yeah. like that. So it was suctioned around it. Oh. And he was yeah. like putting the water in. He, was, he wasn't holding it properly. So I stuck my hand underneath it. And then out of nowhere, mm. like a, a big bang happened. I was like, what the fuck just happened? And uh, then just like, I didn't feel anything. But then everyone was looking at me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you looking at? Then I felt a warm dribble on my face. I was like, what's that? So I put my hand on my face. Mm-hmm. And then Miss Abdallah, we'll call her that because she called herself that. Mm-hmm. She was like, Seth, don't touch that, don't touch that. I'm like, what are you talking about? I touched my hand and I'm like, oh shit, there's blood. Then I look at my shirt, there's blood. And then she hands me like 10 paper towels. As <laughs> if that's going to do it. She hands me that. I stick that in my face and then everyone else is still staring at me. And then she's like, all right, I'll get you to first aid. I'm just like, what's the big deal? And then one guy, Aiden, he was like, happy birthday, Seth. Big arsehole thing to say. <laughs> I was taken to eat, uh, taken to like the emergency bit and the school, and they checked mm-hmm. for glass. Alhamdulillah, there was no glass, and Scott was a bit shaken. He had glass in his hands or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, they called my mum. They took me to, this is weird, right? The same hospital I was born in fifteen years prior, because remember it's my birthday. Yeah. And they put in stitches, and then I went home. And you spoke about your dad hugging you. My dad hugged me then. Really? Like, You're right, son. I was like, shit. Yeah. I was like, they're all taking You're like, best deeply. birthday present ever. I was like, damn, man, I'm actually getting some affection for once. And I was left with a scar. Can you see it? I can kind of see it, yeah. Yeah, so I was left with that scar. And I remember, if you listen back to episode seven, my sister said, chicks dig scars. So I still think about that to this day. That's actually kind of true. <laughs> they do dig scars and it, mm. it is weird. I think it just kind of like, oh yeah, he's manly man. Mm, I'm manly man. <laughs> <laughs> Gets some... hit in the head with, a, with an iron. Yeah, manly man. Gets glass in his face. I'm manly man. Does it add some mystery? When you see someone with it scars? It kind of does. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I instantly see a guy with a scar, I'm like, drug dealer. I don't know why I, I always get that reminds me of a story. We were getting chips, cheese, donut, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I carry physical cash. Uh-huh. So then I joked about being a drug dealer, and you looked me dead in the eyes. Oh shit! And I was like, "Wait, she actually, she actually thinks." And I was like, "I know she's thinking that I'm actually a drug dealer for a second. And I was like, "How the <laughs> fuck can she think I'm a drug dealer?" And then I was like, no, no, do you actually think I am? You stood there for a sec. But then, yeah, you thought I was a drug dealer for a moment. What the hell was that all about? I don't know. It was like, nobody really carries that much cash about these days. <laughs> and you had it in like a pound coin bag. <laughs> That's what kind of made me like feel sus about it. I was like, is this guy dealing? The thing is, like, I was like, he could actually get away with it because he's the like the least, like, like you would you would be the last person to suspect. I'm too out there, don't you think? You're too out there, but also I feel like you were the you'd be the last person to suspect. Would you still talk to me if I was a drug dealer? Um moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a drug dealer. 
Uh, so I've set a game show up for you and the listeners to play along with to find out how brown is your family. So I have several questions, and for each, it's either like a yes or a no. We'll tally right. up and see how brown your family is. Yeah. Listeners, yeah. you can play this at home. Message me what score you got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question one. Do you open the fridge and find ice cream tubs with excitement to realise it's sullen in there? Yeah. Okay. What the sullens do you find All in the there? Like Gimand, like, uh, what's it? Dal and stuff like that. What's your favourite sullen? Oh. Gima. Really? Gima 100%. Yeah. Basic? No, it's not basic. <laughs> I like Gima and samosas. I'll give you that. Mm. I usually find sag in the ice cream tubs. Oh yeah, sag. My grand. You see, when you go to my grand, that's all you will find in the fridge. Sag. That's it. Question two: When you were young, were you ever threatened if you touched the visitors' biscuits, you would be dead after they left? <laughs> no, I never had no, that. I never had yeah. that either. But the person who made this quiz, I think they may have had that. <clears throat> nah, I was used to. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'm like the first person to touch the biscuits. All right, I'll dig in if you don't want to dig in. Question three. Right. Is your remote control covered in plastic? No, it's actually not. Same, same. My mum hates it. My mum hates it. She won't do it. Some people's houses, I go, they're covered in plastic. You know what the hell is going on here, man? Their self sofas covered in plastic. Everyone's covered in plastic. What's that all about? Nah, I find that weird. Question four. Mm-hmm. As I was saying, are your sofas covered in plastic? No, they are not. Okay. Turns out, uh, so far, not very brown. Is that is that a good or bad thing, though? I'll let you decide. It's up to you. Question you got me five. thinking. <laughs> Question five. Do your parents' cars have a dustbin hanging? No, they don't. That's a surprising no. one. That's a surprising one. Really? I thought you were going to say yeah. I don't think. I think in the past my mum did have one. Well, she had like a cushion hang. That Allah written yeah, on in it. the past. But like not in the present. Like right now. Question six. Question six. Mm-hmm. Did you need to do loads of house chores just to be allowed to play with the other kids? Yeah. Like my mum would be like, go cut the grass if you want to go outside on your bike with your friends. But you were made to cut the grass. In my house, that's, yeah. the, that's the boy thing, you know what I mean? The ga- You're the only boy, you got to cut the grass. I nah, any mum would make it. All of us do it. Damn, man, your mum's pure equality. Equality runs in the household. <laughs> Question seven. Do normal household items become weapons used by your parents ever? E.g. <laughs> Mop, frying pan or shoe? You know the sake from the tubba? Mmm... That is my mum's weapon. I hope she doesn't use it when it's warm. <laughs> she has threatened to a few times with them annoying her, but she she didn't actually hit me. Question eight. As you're not the eldest, were you clothed in loads of hand-me-downs? Actually, no. Should I tell you why? Why? Right, not trying to be mean here or anything, but you see, like, my big sister and my big brother, they, they were 
quite big kids and I was I was like one of the tiny kids mm-hmm. so yeah and never wore any, any of their clothes <laughs> this one's very specific what do you mean this next one's very specific I know my mom does it right? I don't I don't know apparently other moms may do it question nine are threads and sewing items kept in a big food bucket yes they are what they, <laughs> are. That's a classic. they are no, no, Same I don't for my gran as well. It's in I a food bucket. Ours is a ghee, like a like a big. It's like a yellow like bucket. One of those big butter boxes. Yeah. That, <laughs> no, I didn't think that was gonna be one. Ooh, nah. Okay. Asian mums are a different type of breed, you know. They do some weird things. Question ten. <laughs> do you get dogs abuse for sleeping in? Get what? Do you get dogs abuse meaning? excessive amounts of abuse for sleeping in oh yeah all the time i'm always the last one up and then everyone like pounces on me and starts like giving me grief question 11 this mm-hmm. one's gonna sound weird to non-asians but Why? are your paints related <laughs> funny thing is yes yes they are <laughs> <laughs> they're cousins but the thing is that they didn't grow up with each other. They didn't grow up with each other, so it's fine. I hate to say it, mine are too. Damn. <laughs> no wonder we're so messed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I blame my parents. Question 12. Your parents have five to seven siblings. Do they have five to seven siblings? My dad doesn't. Okay. My mum does. Should I count that as a point? My mum does. She I has like... Yeah, I count that as a point. Nine siblings. Nine? I'm pretty sure it's like somewhere near eight, nine. Which side do you on more with? Your mum or your dad's side? Dad's, 100%. Because on mum's side is all in Pakistan. See, that's... Fair. Well, that makes sense. But usually people don't get on with their dad's side. Nah, um, my dad's side are like the best side for me. Hopefully my kids will say the same. <laughs> Your grandparents have a mystery child who isn't actually their child. They're just called that to bring them to the UK. No. It is more common than you think it is. I don't have it, but I know people that do have it. Never actually heard of that. Can't believe people actually do that. Question 14. Mm -hmm. Your parents have land back in Pakistan and have been trying to get it back for the last 10 years. (laughs) No, I don't even know anything about if my parents have any, or have or have had any land in Pakistan at all. If I'd, they did, you'd know, know about it because it'd be land disputes between them and their siblings, and that's a very common thing. Matt, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've spoken to several people where they have it. No. <laughs> this one. The thing is, my parents don't really talk about that stuff with us. Mm-hmm. Even if they did, they'd, they'd never bring that type of stuff mm-hmm. up with us because it's not really our business, to be honest. I guess, I get you. Question 15. Does your gran... <laughs> what about my gran? Does your gran have carrot-coloured nails or hair? Mendy, obviously. Yes, but <laughs> my gran always has Mendy on her nails. Mm. Never on her hair, but um, yeah, she's always got on her nails. She always makes me or like my cousins put it on her. Mm. It's like Mendy Lade. Whenever you go over, Mendy Lade, I'll, right, I'll do it for you. Question 16. <laughs> what is it? Is your mum scared to take you to Pakistan 
as someone may put Jadu on you and <laughs> force you into a marriage. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Are, are some people's mums actually like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. My mum is happy Pakistan, you know what I mean? But yeah. I've never heard of that one bit. My mum wants me to go to Pakistan with her. Like, so, never heard of that. But black magic is a huge thing there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Question 17. Does your mum buy sacks and sacks of onions? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a common one. Like this massive sack just sat in your like cupboard. Yeah. Question 18. I'll ask this for the sake of the viewers, but I know your answer. You don't get along with your dad's side of the family. Nah, I get along with my dad's side very, very well. I would say, I, I'm not going to lie. Um, my mum's side is a bit weird. My cousins back home, they just, obviously, like we all, we've all got like different lifestyles in that, so yeah, they don't understand. So yeah, that I think that's why I prefer my dad's side. Is your popo a snake? Nah, she's no snake. <laughs> my popo is like the most fun popo you will ever find. I think she chills with us all the time because you get on your dad's side is different. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. maybe you have a snake color. No, no. Thing is, to be honest with you. I don't really pay attention to my mum's side. I don't know what goes on. Mm-hmm. So, Question yeah. 21. Mm-hmm. Is your bathroom less a bathroom and more a swimming pool? Because of wuzu? There's no, water everywhere. You see, <laughs> you see in my house, if there's any water on the floor after you've done wuzu, my mum will kill you. Mm. My mum will slap you up. So you, you've got to wear like the chappal, uh, you know, when you go do your wuzzle. And then mum's got like the bathroom mat there as well. And then she's got like this little cloth there as well for you to like wipe the floor. Just in case if it does get wet. She's very prepared. Yeah, my mum's a clean freak. Do you think genetically OCD spawns from that? Might have possibly, because you see my mum, you see if the house is a mess, she gets, she goes crazy at you. Question 22. Does your mum own more Tupperware than clothes? <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> that actually reminds me, I need, I need to take back her big container before she slaps me up for not bringing and it back. Mm-hmm. This one, I don't know how many people are going to agree with this one. Question oh, 23. Does your dad walk about with a dhoti on at night? A dhoti? What's that? It's basically like a a cloth thing you wear it's like a wee dress looking thing it's like a wee dress. it's hard to describe like a thobe yeah well was a thobe thobe isn't that like a pure proper thing yeah it's like full sleeve yeah that's not no that's not this this is basically like a thing you wrap around your waist oh okay I get what you're on about now nah, my dad's never worn one of them yeah. never ever mm-hmm. question 23 your mum your mom has had the same gold bangles on for the last 15 years. You know what's actually funny about my mum? My mum doesn't wear gold. Really? She doesn't wear it. Mm. Is, that, is that why my you mom, don't wear gold? I know you don't wear it. No, I, think, I just don't like gold in general. Mm. Uh, but the thing for my mum, she's a working lady. Mm. She can't be going to work with like so, like with her sona on, you know? Mm, she's going to be heavy robbed if she did. Yeah, so. 
I've never actually seen my mum wear her gold apart from my brother's wedding and my sister's uh, nagar and that's it. Question 24. Does your mum get shade from your dad's side? No. Nah. Everyone's so calm with my mum, yeah. Everyone gets along. Surprising. Yeah. So I know your total. What's your total? How brown is your family? How brown are we? Tell me. Out of 24... You scored 10. So I'm actually not that brown. Not as brown as you could be, but there's an excessive amount of brown. And there's like a a minimal type of brown. I, I would say... You, you come in a, I would a say good, we're quite modern. Modern, nice type of brown. Yeah. This brings us to the part of the episode, the show and tell. Show us something meaningful to you and tell us about it. Meaningful. Right. So... Right, I need to grab it first. I need to grab it. So basically, right, this is my dustby. And I've also got um a Quran up there, right? But I'll tell you about the dustby first. So basically, this is close to me because my mum gave me this for, like, when I moved up to uni. So basically, my parents were like, when you move out, like, don't get too caught up in the dunya and uh, don't forget your deen, basically. So they gave me, like, a masala and a dasbi and the yeah. Uh, and mom gave me, like, this little plaque with Aydul Kusi on it as well. So, yeah, this is, this is like, something quite sentimental to me because it, it reminds me of my mom. And, you know, whenever, like, I'm missing my mom as well, like, I was telling you the other week, like, I was, like, really, really missing my mom badly. So, I will, like, when I miss her, I sit here and, like, recite with it you know so it's kind of like i'm doing something good for my parents at the same time you're I'm doing good neat deeds in their name but at the same time it's very sentimental because it was given to me by them that's sweet so, yeah and then i've got a quran up there but uh i'm not going to bring it down because i'm not going to wudu right now uh so basically growing up in a small town um we didn't really have uh the facilities uh like a proper mosque we did have like a masjid in that but it was like a tiny thing was it pretty and... ghetto yeah it was ghetto and like um we didn't really learn much like our arabic was terrible we didn't i didn't really learn how to pray properly and how to recite properly uh so i basically got this um quran that has a color-coded tajweed and stuff like that because my tajweed is horrible I know exactly what you're talking about. yeah so i bought myself one of them because see when i moved here i just felt like i didn't know much about my religion I was like I need to get back on it and um like I know my basics and how to pray my namaz and that but when it came to reading Quran I just felt it felt like I was like I don't even know if I'm reading this correctly because you know with the Arabic they didn't teach us the proper way they, they taught us the with the Urdu they taught us with the Urdu way you know the Paki way so that's how I learned it and there was a uh, pronunciation was completely wrong of how I was saying things and the way you pronounce things matter. Definitely, yeah. Cause it, it may have yeah, because the meaning can completely change. Uh, so I basically bought that for myself to like basically help me with my knowledge and to help me recite better. So yeah, that's something quite meaningful to me because it's kind of like brought me better, uh, brought me closer to my religion. So yeah, and kind of made me feel better about myself as well. It's actually very beautiful. I really like that. That's a place from your heart. Yeah. I learned Quran in a in a in a garage. 
in a yeah. garage. In a place in public shields. Uh, Annie Rabina, shout out Annie Rabina. She's an OG. Mm-hmm. She's really good at it, mashallah. She's taught several people and those people have gone on to teach. And uh, yeah, alhamdulillah, I was taught well. But it was in a garage that converted into a space. It was very mm-hmm. cold. Uh, there was issues with like leaks and stuff. And weirdly now, my niece learns from her. Really? <laughs> so yeah, a lineage all taught by Annie Rabina. <laughs> now, I don't have any to show, but I have another food review. <laughs> a food review? Okay, let's do Last time, last episode, I showed you my katsu curry Pringles. You also had the katsu curry Pringles? Yeah, what did you think of we them? got them at the same time. I was a buy one, get one free, so one for one. <laughs> what did you think of them? I thought they were pretty banging. I'm not gonna lie. Really you get some more. Actually, we need, we need another house to share trip. <laughs> Let's go. So for this week, I want to show Cheetos flaming hot, crunchy. I seen this in house to share that day, but I never got them because I had the Pringles. Then I was at Tubby's the other day. I took my took my sisters there, and mm-hmm. I wasn't having chocolate in, so I thought I get some Cheetos. To try them, I'd have like the what's it's version, and I had these. I heard so much about it. American people always, oh man, oh man, I love the Cheetos. You know, you gotta have the you gotta have the hot Cheetos. So I, I tried it, and I was kind of disappointed. Really? To me, it's not even hot. Well, obviously, it's not really that hot. But like, did you not even like it one bit, or? I like it, but do you know what it is? It just yeah. comes off as a worse version of a knickknack. So let me show you what it looks like. Really? And a knickknack. Okay, what is that? Why is it so tiny? What? I got a bigger one. You know that? That's tiny. What, what do you mean? What do you? What are you looking for here? Tiny little twig. Alright, but a That's not gonna satisfy you. It's much more flavour, and they don't say like it's spicy and all that. A knickknack. Is the humble version of a Cheeto, the better version. Cheetos overhyped. I like, I like, I like the mascot. He's cool, you know, a Chester the cheetah. Mm. But I think, and it was a fiver from Tubby's, man. Five I'm pretty sure it was it, like one pound in house of share. It was like three pound or something like that. But Tubby's a rip off. That's a whole different thing. For when it comes to exporting, get your slushies. Get your slushies. They're good, but this is not what it's put up to be, and I'm disappointed. And I'm pretty sure it messed up my stomach. <laughs> and now, as always, for the food review, I'll give a, a noise. That was so awkward. That's all I can hear in my ear. <laughs> you only have one, one earphone in. Yeah, uh, that's all I can hear. And it's Actually, stains your hands though, like you can't get off now, it's sort of reddish. And you like the dust from it. Yeah, but even if you have like washes, you're able to get them off easily, you know what I mean? Nah. No you need to like properly like, wash your hands probably after having washes. Alright, maybe if you have OCD, right? <laughs> but <laughs> no, I'll be honest, I don't like getting my hands dry. Like, is that a thing that yeah. I take from childhood? Like, even if I have biscuits and all the crumbs and shit, I get someone else to feed me it. <laughs> Instead of even to like, yeah, I don't like getting my hands dry. I bet you when you get married and that, you know, on your wedding day, they like feed you like so much matai. You're going to be like, you're going to get someone to feed you. You're like, I'm not getting my hands sticky. And matai, 
does get very sticky, and that's one reason it I does. don't get it often. Well, I don't get it often. Who goes out and get a mate? You know, what I mean, like, oh, you want to get a milkshake? No, I want to go get some. Hub she, hub she, hub she, hub she. Now you see when there's a wedding in the house, like you see from my brother's wedding and my sister's wedding, everyone gave us like baskets and yeah. baskets of matai. I was like, what the hell? Like, what are you gonna do how do you expect us all to eat this? Because you can only have one thing before it becomes sickening. Yeah, it's very sickly. And mm. I feel sorry for the bride and groom because everyone sat there like giving them matai. Yeah. And they have to eat it. I think we should give something else. What should be the new matai? Let's hear it. What, what's your idea? Well, what we done for my brother is that um, we had like a fruit platter because my brother, he's like a gym guy. Mm. He, he was like, I'm not eating Mitya. He was like, we put out a little bit, you know, to satisfy like the elders, like my grandma and my aunties and that so they could give him it. But everyone else just gave him fruit. So, yeah, chocolate covered fruit would be good. That's a good one. This brings us to the end of the podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to say, Shamila? Um... No, not really. I've, I've said everything I wanted to say. Anything you'd like to promote? Mm, not really. Everyone just basically like, hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah. And subscribe if you haven't already. Mm. And follow Seth on Insta. Follow the Samosa podcast. Yeah, follow asam- at a Samosa with Seth on mm-hmm. Instagram. Shoot me a DM. How do you enjoy the episode? Do you like listening to them? You you like listen while you do the dishes, while you make samosa? That would be very good. Uh, share this with your family, your friends, your dog, your neighbours, your enemies. Your share it with everyone. Get get me some views, man. I'm asking. This comes from a place of heart. This is my baby. Share, share my baby <laughs> with everyone. <laughs> share your baby. <laughs> Well, thank you, Shamila. It's been a great episode. I've had fun. <laughs> it's been really fun, I'm not going to lie. We've had a good conversation. Can we and tell everyone how long we've been talking, sat here talking for? Go for it, you tell them. It's almost been three hours. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll put some bloopers out there. At the end of this, I'll add some bloopers. Because uh... <laughs> trust me, we couldn't even start this without laughing for, sh- for straight ten minutes. There's a whole bit of me asking about kids I could <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on this episode. No worries, thanks for having me. It's fun. It's been a great guest. And thanks for listening. And remember, don't forget to stay spicy. Mamma mia, that's a spicy... Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Ya Allah, please forgive me for any bad things that I say. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for this? I'm ready. You ready, ready? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know, right. I'm just <laughs> like proper smiley. I don't know why I'm smiley. I'm not going to start with a hello this time. I'll start off with like a Punjabi one to set the scene. You know, I'll be like, Kidda! Welcome to the podcast. Oh, Kidda! Okay. <clears throat> Kidda! And welcome back to Asmos with Seth. I'm your host, Seth. And today, we have a very... Sorry, I didn't realise we were recording. <laughs> I asked you, are you ready? You record without me even knowing. <laughs> That's natural. Start Poof. This time, are you actually ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Get <Kidda. laughs> <Kidda. laughs> okay. done. Welcome back. That's the most of us I'm your host, Seth. And if this is your first time listening, can I ask you, please, just Please subscribe. I beg of you. I want as many subscribers as I can get. 
and please just gently tap the like button. You know, they always say, smash the like button. You know, people don't understand this. The like button has feelings. Please, please just lightly tap it. Anyway, that's, I don't know why. Nah, that's dumb. Why did I even say that shit? But it's <clears throat> properly started. Oh my God. I'll ask you just subscribe and like, right? You look like you're ready for a job interview. <laughs> I kind of am just sat here like... <laughs> Right. Oh, the way oh, you're huh. sitting, you make yourself look pure tall. Should I sit up like that as well? That's just how I'm sat. <laughs> Alright, fuck it, man. You're competing with me, Annie. Come closer, then. <laughs> I feel too close now. Today, we have a very special guest. The one, the only, Shmila Irumzaman. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, Sham? Can I call you Sham? <laughs> Why are you laughing? You ruined that fucking thing. We need to start again. Why are you laughing? You don't you start. You can just edit it out. I know I can, but I like to get this bit at least. Finish your gun. Do it again. Finish your gun. Jelly. Use custom. See what every other guest. I can do this in like two seconds. Right. Who? 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 Go. And today we have a very special guest. The one, the only, Shamila Zaman. Welcome, Sham. You, d- you said you were going to introduce me with my full name. You didn't even do Fuck, that. Fine then. I was trying to make it more natural. This is years and years ago. I was probably about 13. And uh, and then we ended Wait, up like, stop, 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 stop. You just, you just like, uh, your camera froze and what you froze. So start again with your cousin. But she kind of, we were like at the last two said I've had like this. Oh, stop, fear. man. Your internet is so shit. What's going on here? <laughs> my internet is fine. What no, I've done this to so many people. My internet is fine. My internet is fine. You, you, you keep pausing like that uh, and I can't hear shit. Do you want me to share a hotspot myself? If that would make it better, then do that. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but I can't see you. But I can I see, can't I can see, see you either. I can see you like a frozen. Oh, wait. I can see you now. Your image quality just got much more shit here. <laughs> Fuck's sake, let me go back to Wi-Fi. Can you see me? I can see, I can see like pixels. Oh, fucking just let, let it settle for a sec. Oh, I can, I can hear you now. I can hear you But you don't understand what I'm seeing, right? What? Yours is like a slideshow. <laughs> wait, wait, mean? wait, it's getting better, it's getting better. No, like it's like, do, 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 do. you know what I mean? It's like, wait, wait, wait. So when I was 13, I Wait, was hold up. <laughs> no, this time, this, time, this time was my fault. I forgot to put my laptop to charge, so I just seen like the camera, the screen get darker. Apologies. But think on it. Keep it in your mind. Keep it in your mind. Thinking eye. on it. <laughs> See, no one's even going to know why. <laughs> This episode's actually funny, not for what's going to be in the episode, but what happens outside because of the episode. Because that's what it takes. <laughs> You're going to need a blooper reel. Would you? Uh, that sounds weird when I put it like that. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want to have kids? Later. Why are you laughing? Three, 
people say I have a very distinct laugh. You do. It's kind of like a wheezy laugh. Mm. It's okay. like you're gasping for air, like you're an asthmatic gasping for air. Surprisingly, I'm not actually asthmatic. <laughs> it's just how I laugh. I just think I may exhale that much that you're wheezing. Yeah. Imagine, imagine you died by like laughing too much. You lost so much oxygen, you died. Is that possible? Surely, surely it's possible. I'm gonna have to Google that later. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Right. One day when you're like married and all sorts, would you be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing still. <laughs> oh. Later down the line, maybe when you're like married, have a house and all that, would you be interested in having kids? Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> Um, yeah, um, yeah, I would have kids. Um, (laughs) 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 oh, can you ask me that question again? (laughs) How can a word to this note? It just doesn't Um, sound as weird. Yeah, I think what I or what be like, oh, how do you feel about? Uh, kids, would you want to have some of your own? That's much better. <laughs> <laughs> Not, do you want kids? Who <laughs> 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 oh, fucking breathe, breathe. How do you feel about kids? <laughs> No, 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 we're gonna get it, we're gonna get it. <clears throat> we don't give up, we don't give up. How do you feel about kids? Would you like to have? <laughs> well, mate, we almost had it there. <laughs> mate, I'm not even laughing anymore. <laughs> How do you feel about kids? Would you like to have some? <laughs> I was doing a perfect, I was doing a perfect. <laughs> Right, fuck. Who? Who? <laughs> you ready? <laughs> okay. Oh, right. Fucking hell, she might have stopped looking at me. Okay. Go. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah, he lived with her and everything. But the thing is, right, tell you something funny. The, the guy cannot right. speak and you take rip him accent again. No, you just say it in such a distinct way. Okay, you ready for this? This is on. Yeah, I'm ready. Psychology today. Talkon. Damn. We're getting deep. What are love love language? <laughs> you can't talk over me when I introduce the point. What did you say there? <laughs> I was like, now we're getting deep. Okay. And secondly, it's physical touch. I don't get no physical touch, but <laughs> if I did, I'm sure I'd enjoy it. Out of those. <laughs> so, prior, when you're talking about your skills. Can you speak? You, when you said that, now you're making me not even speak. <laughs> Does it look weird without the glasses then? 
No. To your last love? No, I can't see. When you're talking about sleep, you ruined this for me. You ruined it. How did I ruin it? Why did you ruin me, Now you're in my head. You're in my head now. I'm thinking about it too much. Oh, I need me, I need me some mango juice. My stomach's doing weird shit, man. It feels good. It doesn't feel good. Anyway. I've got this hot water bottle here, so I feel like you can hear me like playing with it. And no. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Except on your mango juice. Your hot water, hot water bottle is warm enough, yeah. It's all good. Uh, we used to have a whole water bowl like that, but and my sister had a rabbit, and the rabbit mm. was like sort of this. It was grey and furry like that. So we used to joke mm-hmm. that we killed the rabbit and made it a whole water bowl. <laughs> they sold the That's rabbit sad. and then yeah. Once once like, this is this is that's even for the podcast. This is me just telling you a story at this point. <laughs> That's sad though. Uh, when, when my, my sister's family and my mum went to Pakistan, they went to Dubai, my, my popo lives in Dubai, I had to look after this dumb fucking rabbit. It was so annoying. It shat everywhere. It had like a cage. It always looked so sad and wanted to die. And, my, and then my oldest sister, Aisha, she was staying with me. She would help me out trying to change it. We had the heavy flipping... It was a cage. We had to like mm-hmm. pure take it out empty this cage into a bin bag, empty the bin bag. It's, it's, it's like a whole hassle. I don't suggest a rabbit to anyone. And uh, yeah, after they came back and sold it. So I was like, what the fuck was the point in that? Why did I have to look after this dumb rabbit for that long? They were supposed to only be gone for two weeks. Ended up extending it. That was annoying. That pissed me off, man. <laughs> anyway. Do you hear that noise in the background? Yeah, I heard a child. That's my dungeon downstairs. <laughs> so I keep all the kids. Shmail, you got mm-hmm. any secrets? Tell us a secret. Let us Why did you have secret. to say it like that? Why did you have to say it like that? <laughs> what, what, what do you it mean? Came, it came out of nowhere. You were just like, Shmail, you got any secrets? <laughs> you know I'm about to start saying that. Yeah, but first you're talking about a doorbell in a dungeon and then you're you like, need understand. You, you need to understand. The, the dungeon was safe. Wait, which one's safe? Which one's Samosa? Yeah, the dungeon was safe. The uh-huh. secrets was Samosa. If you can't handle two of me, personalities if you don't handle me at my Samosa, you don't deserve me at my safe. <laughs> Why are you laughing now? Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I know how I'm going to say it. And you can be like, why are you say it like that? Fuck's <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> oh, sake. You make it worse, right? You laugh and then I laugh and then you laugh and I laugh and you laugh and I laugh, you know what I mean? Right. Come on, hit me with it. <laughs> I was literally about to say it while you start gutting yourself. Okay. What secrets have you got? I'm interested. Do you want to actually ask me that? Yeah, I'm actually interested. That's for a private phone call, not <laughs> for the podcast. Did I tell you about... Give us a secret, sir. Not on the podcast. Off? You can ask me like Why later. not? Why not? I don't want to get to what, what, what you got to hide? This is safe, by the way. Oh, it's safe here, it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you realised, you understood. Mm-hmm. Samosa has no secrets, Seth does. 
Okay. So you're talking to okay, Samosa, I remember? I don't know if I'm saying. Okay, sorry, sorry. You say, oh, I've got some stories, Seth. You want to hear some? And I'll be like, yeah, tell me everything. Yeah. Okay, okay. Are you able to fake the enthusiasm now? Yeah, I'll be able to fake it already. That's the wrong answer. You're supposed to be, no, Seth, it's not faking. I'm really enthusiastic. I'm loving the podcast. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to say. Oh, yeah, Seth, I'm actually really enthusiastic. It's not faking. I swear, I don't even do these podcasts for people to listen to. Basically, I do have my own enjoyment at this point. <laughs> I do want people to listen, but I, I enjoy them more than anyone yeah. else does. Why are you frozen? Am I frozen? Let it go, let it go. I can't can see you now. I can see you now. All I heard was this loud buzz in my ear. Let me actually skip to the page first page. I have this notebook my sister got me. When oh, I started my first year. I get so many compliments off it. They were like, good evening. Did you actually take that to uni? Yeah, yeah, this has all my uni notes. Damn. You know what I mean? And uh, chicks love it. <laughs> Why not? Question 11. <laughs> this one sounds fucked up to a non-Asian. Mm. Are your pains related? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, yes, they are. Um, <laughs> my... <laughs> my pain... Can you ask me that again, please? Because, oh, oh, ask me that again, please. Question eighteen. I know the answer to this one, but I'll ask you for the visitor. No, the visitors. The visitors. 